Hi, welcome back to Tip 4. I'm Lauren. I'm Christy. And this is the podcast where we talk all things that should have stayed in the group chat. So it is the month of May. And as you know, it's also Mental Health Awareness Month. It is. So I think this is a perfect opportunity to talk about mental health. Good. Open the conversation up. Yeah. More for it. When would you say you became like most aware around the conversation or concept of mental health? If I'm being honest, it was probably not at school, maybe at work, mm. uh, where people would be like, oh, I need to take some time off. And you're thinking, some time off? Like, why are you taking some time off for? Like, what's, where are you going? I think I used to work <laughs> a lot in retail before I got a proper industry yeah. job. Um, and people are like, oh yeah, they're off today because they don't feel too well. I'm thinking, oh, are you sick? And when yeah. the person comes back, you're thinking, oh, were you sick? Oh no, no I just needed some time time off to like think mentally. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking mentally, what are you talking about? Like, what does that what does that actually mean? Mm. And then for, for me, it was like, okay, cool. Being able to take, knowing that you can take time off to kind of like recuperate and kind of yeah. like, you know, what the hell am I saying? But kind of like, does but that make even, sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> does that but, make sense? Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, even that's on a bit of a spectrum because yeah. like when you first hear of people like taking mental health days off, it's like, you're thinking, is that yeah. just because like you're quite burnt out or is yeah. this like you're, you're feeling depressed yeah. or anxious? And do you find that when people would say like, oh, they, they're they gonna take a mental health day, would, do you find the people around them were accepting of it or curious or? I think back then it was just like, okay, whatever, but then come back into to work. Mm-hmm. I think now there's much more understanding. There's like, you actually have to t- like understand where other people are coming from. There's more yeah. education behind it as well. Um, there's so much more like resources to kind of understand what, pe- what people are going yeah. through. There's information out there. Whereas before, maybe I was naive when I heard oh, I'm taking a mental health break or something I'm thinking are you checking yourself into rehab or something or yeah like the mental health I'm just I'm just being honest because that that was me mm. but then now it's like oh this is actually a serious issue yeah do you know what I mean like people are actually going through it and it's yeah. okay to go through it it is crazy when you think in school like you're there from what four till 16 mm-hmm. and you're doing like weekly like, physical education classes why the hell was it mental education popping up once in that whole time is it wrong to say that i feel like we were happier back then or there were no or there weren't enough there wasn't that kind of i wouldn't say it's a moral panic but then you know when people emphasize something a lot yeah um, back then we didn't there wasn't there wasn't there was not not that much focus on like mental health mo- yeah. mental well-being it was more about physical physical well well-being yeah. um how to communicate in class and stuff how mm. to go through relationships and stuff there wasn't that kind of emphasis on mental health yeah whereas now um i'm pretty sure there's stats out there they're like school children are getting um, higher suicide rates and high, stuff like high that. suicide yeah. rates therapy there's like mental um counseling count, mental health counseling mental health counseling yeah. back in my day in school back in our day because obviously i'm not that i'm not yeah. that old back in our day i don't i don't recall none of that no when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. No, I, I don't recall it at all. I, all I remember is the nurse. Yeah, the nurse. That's it. And then I'd watch TV and then I'd see in uh, like American high schools, they'd have a counsellor like on Glee. And I'm yeah. like, I want that. Yeah. But if I go to the nurse and I was to go like, not feeling well in the head, she just put a cold compress. Th- they, wet there paper towel. There you go. Back no, like. Ice pack. Back to the class. <laughs> yeah. Remember the ice yeah. pack? Yeah. Like, so, no, miss, I actually just feel <laughs> yeah, I think, So maybe it was like back then adults weren't, 
open enough to talk about yeah mental health to like the younger generation to young uh-huh. young kids whereas now it's like because we live in a world where there's so much access the internet you, there's tiktok yeah. social media you're more prone to bump into those things head first and then yeah. for you it's like okay what is that then you're starting asking questions for yourself like oh am i going through this or oh, mm. do i feel this way so you're like yeah you are more prone to ask questions you're more curious whereas i think back then we were just living in a bubble how i mm. see it, i don't know if it's the same for you lauren like back then you'd be like oh i'm sad oh why are you sad you don't know why you're sad but you're sad yeah. whereas now you ask the child why are you sad oh because of this but why because of this do you know what yeah. i mean now there's a process of kind of understanding the situation that you're in mm. whereas back then you're just like i'm just sad but yeah. i'll be okay you know yeah i think i think our the i mean the generation after us just are feeling things so much deeper yeah that's just an observation from me Mm. because obviously I had stuff happen when I was younger and I really really felt it and I've kind of obviously come through that now Mm. but what I see like kids how they're able to like formulate the way that they're feeling and the extent of things that are stressing them out or causing Mm -hmm. them anxiety or depression like the age is getting younger and the issues are becoming more complex and out of our control yeah like before it might have been like for example, oh, when I was younger, I lost a family member really close to them. And then that was a case of like, grieving. Mm-hmm. But nowadays it can be something like if you're on social media and you're mourning the loss of someone like 100 miles away that you've never even met before. And then that can even directly affect a person just as yeah. much as someone that's in their like immediate family, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, I just feel like there's so there's so much out there that we're seeing to get worried and stressed out about. Whereas before when we were younger, it was a little bit more um, naive and yeah. blissful. I think we were sugarcoated. Like yeah. I said, like we weren't as as open mm. at all. Like there was, when I was younger, there was not, going home, I'm not on the tablet where I can, let's say I'm watching like something on YouTube and something else pops up. Yeah. There's no like ads. Out. There was nothing in our faces like that. No. Whereas now it's like, yeah, you can't really, pre- you can protect, but you can't in a way protect what the the youth are actually watching and yeah. seeing and stuff. And obviously that will. That's so true. You're just, you, we were literally living in a bubble where you yeah. go home and put on TV, you're watching reruns of something from five exactly. years ago. Nowadays, if you were to turn on an iPad, you're seeing what's happening on the news. Exactly. They're everywhere. YouTube, other people's lives, comparison. Yeah, it's just mm. a slippery slope, I'd say. But I would definitely pinpoint the like, the biggest moment I felt like mental health was a topic of conversation with me, yeah. like in, in lockdown. Mm-hmm. I felt, I did feel like I had a good relationship with like my friends and the people around me in terms yeah. of like venting problems or if I was really suffering with my mental health, I could just go to them. Yeah. But I felt, I do feel like lockdown and the pandemic was a point where I went, oh my God, these people that I've gone to for most of my life actually don't have the capacity to like yeah. listen to what like my issues are. And like yeah. my, so my baseline anxious and depressed thoughts were then heightened by COVID, heightened by grieving at that time as well. Mm-hmm. And suddenly those people that I relied on as a support you system, them, I could yeah. no longer go to. And oh my God, not having an outlet for that, I spiraled. Yeah, And yeah, that that made it so much more confronting like you actually need to make your mind a nice place to be otherwise you you like that would lead you on to like hating yourself yeah yes hating yeah. your mind hating yourself yeah pushing the people around you away begrudging them for not being able to help you when that's not their fault mm. at all yeah. I think did you find I feel like for me um with lockdown I feel like one thing it did actually um highlight for me is like we all need to spend time with ourselves like for instance lockdown for um, for me personally and obviously my household was a time where we're very sociable people so the fact that now you can't socialize with anybody yeah. you've got to like understand who you are what you want to do and what you like and stuff so it's yeah. having that kind of moment to kind of like um put pause on the outside mm. and put play on you yeah and uh, for some people they can do it. I feel like I kind of struggled because don't get me wrong. I love my I love my me time. You know, tea, Eastenders, enjoying yeah, that. But yeah. after a while, I I was like, I don't like what's going on here. Like I yeah. can't detach myself for, for the want of being outside. Yeah. So it's like now I'm fighting 
myself or my thoughts or what do I want to do yeah. are we going to stay like this forever if if this is the if this is life now mm. how is it going to affect me and it's just like the constant questions that you're asking yourself and then you're kind of like playing into your mind especially with work so yeah. I was made redundant oh my gosh right. and I was just like well um I'm I'm young I don't have no savings imagine if this is life like now what am yeah. I going to do so it, it really kind of I had a, a little mental battle mm. with kind of like it's okay you can get you can you can work your way throughout this. Da, da, yeah. da. So it's just, yeah, lockdown was kind of hard. Yeah. I don't I want s- it to come back again. I don't want it to come back. So you, you liked the time, you think it's important to have the time where you spent by yourself. Yeah, but also, yeah, it is. Yeah. I do feel that. Yeah. I feel like I experienced the opposite in the sense yeah. of, I really liked my alone time and my independence yeah. before the control was taken away from me to have yeah. that. Yeah. It was like, oh my God, I'm not choosing out of my own right to not see anyone and have those social interactions. And suddenly I really need and want this. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like I'm the opposite person. I actually want to be seeing people a lot more. And see, see, now I don't want to see people no more. Yeah, crazy. I'm the type of person, are you coming out? Oh, you know what? I'm sick, I have a headache all your time (laughs) of the month. So yeah, y'all go out. I don't have FOMO no more. Really? That's quite healthy. Yeah, I used to be big. Oh my God, I'm missing now. I need to be there. Now I'm just like, y'all enjoy yeah, you that's tell nice. me about it. I want to hear about it. Yeah, it has to be now. I thought that's in a way. That's I, good. I guess it's helped. I do feel as well around that time, and in terms of mental health, like I really relied on work mm-hmm. when you didn't have your friends or your family to be like that that communication system that routine yeah and i feel like we've maybe not really got out of that in mm. sense of like i rely so much on getting validation from work uh like keeping myself accountable through work or mm. keeping myself so busy that like i don't log off at five o'clock and have that work-life balance and like yeah. carry on working because that's just like such a co-regulating system for me mm-hmm. that i feel like maybe i've relied on that so long now like what am i without it yeah. And that's a scary thought, I think, that I've had to kind of work through. Yeah. So in in lockdown and post-lockdown, mm-hmm. I have been doing therapy. I'm a therapy girl. Okay, girl. I mean, it's not been an easy ride. Like, yeah. I've, I've been through several different therapists. And even the first one I went to, um, it was for, like, grief counselling. And she was on the end of the phone. She's like, I don't think you're ready to have grief counselling yet. I was like, Sorry, is there a rule book to say like, actually you're not suffering that much right now, Um, which just blew my mind. But it's been an absolute privilege because I know that therapy is not expensive. But it got to a point where I was like, I fucking hate myself. hate the person I am right now. I hate the person I am around my friends. Mm. Like I'm just not allowing myself to be present in life. So it had to be an investment, you know, to make. So I've been doing like, therapy consistently but your brain is literally I never really like understood this until I did it because I've done like short bursts of like counseling sessions which kind of worked at the time but then it gets to a point again where you're like oh my god there's like there's the void like all all these thoughts are just coming back yeah and I've never understood the importance so much of like your brain is a muscle that you have to constantly be training yeah to deal with things and utilize those tools yeah. and mechanisms to live a normal and happy life mm-hmm. and like when when I go to a therapy session if I'm not doing the work on the seven days between the next one yeah. it's pointless of course yeah so like you go to the gym and you're trying mm. to get better at that you've just got to do the exact same thing with your brain mm-hmm. so you're consciously working to feel better in yourself and I, I feel good I feel so yeah. much better that's actually amazing. See, yeah. I want to do therapy, but you here, should. but here's the thing. I think what's put not put me off is um okay, so in my culture, mm. back back at home, um yeah, we're very emotional, you know, we we do talk here and there. <laughs> Pick up my parents Dessa. Um but I feel like we are stubborn enough to kind of like show our emotions. Mm. So for instance, I could, I'm, I feel like me at home, I'm the, I'm the type where I'm very bubbly, but also I, I'm quite affectionate. Affectionate. Right. My mum's the same. Yeah. My dad is stubborn as hell. My little sister, she's stubborn as hell. My little really? brother's stubborn as hell. So um, when it comes to like situation where there's a, there's a disagreement or somebody doesn't feel like someone's upset, there's like a block on how do we... hash this out out. yeah do you get get what i mean so we're not very comfortable in like expressing our feelings and then when we do it's 
okay, cool. What now? You, you've expressed it. Really? What now? So it's it's very like there's no um reconciliation. So they, you've expressed it, but then there's no yeah. How do you move forward? So for me, when it came to like when I heard of therapy and stuff, my mm. friends be doing. I'm like, so you're telling me you sit down in a room, yeah, and you're meant to just spill out your guts that's, that's really terrifying that scared people. me yeah one and two it's just like i've obviously back home as well it's like oh if you're going through something just pray just 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 pray is yeah. just just pray yeah. which to be honest i hear it yeah you know it, it does work but then for me personally i'm just like we need a solution here we need yeah, a solution yeah, yeah. so because obviously i've always had that oh you don't need therapy blah blah, blah. i've kind of found other ways to kind of express myself right so i think for instance if that's through painting so i paint when i'm upset yeah just to get um get through things if that if not that then i go on walks yeah the gym is another place of therapy yeah or i'm calling up my good sis and be like sis i need to vent or bro i need to vent i think that's me so i've found it i've I've found other ways to kind of like dwell into a type of therapy which is not really therapy but it's just me releasing yeah just releasing what's in my brain because yeah. if not <laughs> yeah yeah boy. i think that's really interesting you said about like yeah. the praying thing as well like mm. something i've learned and had to come to terms with mm. is you can go to you can outsource advice yeah. or comfort from people yeah but they're not always people aren't mind readers yeah. and they're also not going to pro- be able to provide you with the healing that you yeah, always exactly. want like i've realized like some a person can't be everything. Like you could have one friend you go to mm-hmm. and they're quite good to vent to. Yep. They'll give it to you back. Yeah, oh, you think after it. that, thank yeah. God I let that out. You might have another friend that's a good listener. Yeah. You might have another friend that's like a solution kind of problem. Yeah. Or you might have another friend that's just like, you know, the sympathy, the mm-hmm. people come on, yeah, let yeah, me yeah. take her. Yeah. But, but one person isn't going to be everything. And I think something I had to work through was like, I I can't go to six different people to fix yeah, my yeah, problems. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. um yeah, hundred percent. Trying mm. to you kind of done well in 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 being through that and then just finding it in yourself. Yeah, finding myself. I think so now what I do I haven't done it in a very long time though. Yeah. Is I've got this book, a journal. Yeah. So I write I love on, journaling. So when I'm upset like yeah. i'll be writing everything out really? right then once i'm done i chuck that journal like behind my bed so oh. i think it's somewhere behind my bed i don't know where it is but right. i've not touched it in ages interesting so and then when i do let's say feel like upset go find it yeah and i read back on what i've um, gone through yeah i think for me that helps a lot because it's like oh look at this is where you are mm. at this is where you are at now and kind of like comparing okay this is what happened here this is how you right. are now and that kind of helps me to be like okay i'm okay you're growing i'm growing yeah, yeah. i'm growing it's fine you That's, go through these things yeah i tried to write in a journal but yeah. as soon as i started writing in it i was like i thought i was jane austen or something like i, I write i write in my journal as if it's like going to be published 30 years later i don't know what gives a fuck yeah. about my problems yeah um but i just saw myself oh my god i even wrote like in the journal like haha who do i think i am bridget jones no. <laughs> and i was like it's just oh, up you're I'm actress not, i'm not gonna lie i think my book at the beginning is like i said i said to myself hey christy remember you're a bad b but sometimes you're gonna have your moments but it's okay we got this let's go She's writing a script <laughs> literally <laughs> it's like you're just talking to yourself or talking yeah. to yourself like the imaginary friend or the yes. imaginary person yeah. that you are that's journaling for me. Yeah, that's one of the best things about yeah. mental health, I think. You just talk to yourself as if you were a friend. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in that. Mm. Obviously, me doing a therapy, I realised that I'm in a very privileged position to be able to afford that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it wasn't the case for a long time and it has helped. What used to annoy me every time is when yeah. like, you go meet a therapist for the first time and in that first session you almost want to be like oh my god I could wish I could take my brain out and put it on the table yeah every time I'm rehashing trauma and triggers yeah and you're still not getting the whole the whole picture yeah and then like they don't even talk in that first thingy that's 65 pounds down the drain and I'm not even sure if we're gonna vibe you just listen to my story Damn. Must be so entertaining to be a therapist. Damn. She's got all the tea. <laughs> Gets all the tea. Yeah. But I think it's also where it's like people need to understand that therapy is not like if I do four sessions, then I'm okay. Exactly. It's actually a journey. Yeah. And it's one way I feel like 
so one of my friends, she's going, she does therapy and she's like, she thought on her like sixth session, yeah. should be, should be done. Like, you know, I'll be okay, whatever. Yeah. And then that's when her therapist was like, I feel like we should continue. Mm. And she's been going for like a good six months now, but wow. she said it's really helped her. Yeah. And I'm just like, that makes sense. So she thought, oh yeah, cool. I'll go in there, do whatever I gotta yeah. do. Then I'll, then I'll be, then I'll be gone. Whereas yeah. it, it's like getting to know yourself from like the beginning mm. to what you, to where you are now. Because you could a, be started talking about one thing and then exactly. they'll be like, oh, do you know like where that derives from? Yeah. And that's a whole new section to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. But it is, you make a good point there about, um, so you might feel like you don't necessarily need it. Yeah. But I think that's where a lot of people are at where they, they think, oh, I'm good. Like I don't, I don't get depressed or anxious thoughts. Mm. But I think it's so healthy to kind of be checking in with yourself every yeah. so often. And not everyone can afford therapy, but I utilize a lot of things like podcasts. And okay. like, I think there is conversation around it, mm. but I think education awareness is not there. And like, I've listened to a few podcasts that help me understand like the science of the f- the way you feel like mm. you feel like even when I was younger I wish I understood like hormones a little bit more not in the like you know sexual aspect yeah. but more like how that will affect yeah. me feeling like the world was going to end yeah. um, when I was oh younger gosh, yeah. and it's like I li- yeah I listen to these podcasts that just like explain like what triggers are what base basic anxiety yeah. what what trauma is and it just I feel like that's uh, like a textbook everyone should have yeah because then you just have more compassion for people and yeah just more worldly knowledge worldly knowledge that's not grammar but (laughs) um that's the words yeah I hear what you're trying to say yeah I hear it I also feel like with therapy what's a very what we have to be careful with is mm. of course there's a lot of people on the internet so there's TikTok there's social media yeah. where people be like oh you're going through this because of that it's it's one of them ones where yes it's free access but mm. also find the time to kind of delve into trying to find therapists yeah. that you can actually afford because you feel like you can take the easy option out and be like oh yeah cool I'm just gonna listen to a podcast or listen to this person on TikTok but then how is it really helping you? Mm, it yeah I don't know I think if if you're at that point where you can't be forking out that amount of money a week it is really it's like a lifeline I'm not gonna lie that's why I think it is good for stuff like TikTok to but then it's again it's hard because it's that whole thing of like if you're sad you might be having a sad day yeah that whole thing of like i start watching a few sad tiktoks a few sad films a few sad playlists Songs, she's yeah. got the drake on she's in her yeah. feels am i delving more into the sadness mm. by like you know like the algorithm the algorithm could make me sad before it's, my own fucking yeah, brain does it's true yeah yeah, yeah yeah and it's like i but i don't know that's that's a very a little bit skeptical view yeah. but even when i think about podcasts it's been so helpful for me yeah. because i even went through a phase where i was like struggling with emotional eating and it was through tiktok that i watched one video about something Mm. and then i start understanding oh my god this is like a like a binge eating disorder and then from that then you get to see online coaches that yeah that are are trying to provide a service but just like just more understanding of everything that just makes you feel like you're at least one step closer yeah. to feeling better about yourself. I do yourself. feel as well as like making the the most of what you said. Like if when work have like these um, options that that these yeah. perks that you know you can utilize as well. I think it's not shying away from that. Mm. Um, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, the work provides this, but I don't want to do it because I, I'm prideful. Da, da, yeah. da. just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. If you're second guessing therapy, mm. just do it. Just yeah. Do it help yourself out give yourself some flowers even if you're being curious like i'm not doing so well up there today yeah tend to it don't just keep pushing mm. it away and especially if the, the help is there i think we're actually so lucky to be able to come to work and cry in front of your manager like mm. if you were to do that 20 years ago they look at you and be like why are you crying what is going on yeah. but the conversation around everything from like even being a young person in a cost of living crisis to things like postpartum depression um like i don't know suicide uh, suicide what's the word suicide rates grief yeah 
we are a lot more aware of it and I'm so grateful that I can come into work and say to my manager mm. like I am not doing well well yeah I'm not doing well and people are really accepting of it yeah I'm so grateful because we've come a long way we've come a long way yeah, yeah. male suicides have consistently accounted for approximately three quarters of all suicides in the UK since the mid 1990s why do you think it is that men are more likely to commit suicide than women oh, shocking statistics yeah, are scary um, um from my knowledge i think men just are not ones to open up about their emotions and yeah. feelings as easy as women yeah even when i think about like my dad he's there in like a logistical capacity he's there to be a fixer but anything emotional it's like <laughs> yeah blank canvas I also feel like it's because like back in the day, men are meant to be like the breadwinner. You're yeah. meant to man up. Do you know mm. what I mean? You're not meant a to stereotype. do. Exactly. And then females are more nurturing, you mm. know, we're mothering, this, this, that. So I guess that has played a, a big part. Yeah. Um. So when it comes to, I feel like um, male friendship groups or like I say, even brothers and stuff. Yeah. I don't think they talk through their oh, breakups. I don't think they talk about that. Yeah. If they failed in something, I don't think they talk about that. So it's one of them ones where I'll just brush it off. It's uh, that That's 100% the problem. We, yeah. we, we still probably carry this outdated view yeah. that it's a conversation for women to be having. Yeah. And it's definitely got a, a lot better, but that does make sense hearing about men not being able to talk yeah comfortably with their friends even mm. now i think they do it in like a jokey capacity a jokey way. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. and um that probably doesn't happen enough which means like as mm. you were just saying like if i'm not having those conversations or them outlets or that expression yeah. that's building up of course yeah and then what do you do with that i feel like guys maybe as like boys when they're growing up they're kind of taught to you know like man up and, and yeah. not to yeah. cry and you're yeah. kind of taught all these things as yeah. you're growing up which mm. is like very toxic yeah and whereas girls are maybe allowed to show their emotions a bit more and mm. express themselves yeah so guys end up you know bottling it up and they've not learned how to express those emotions like Definitely. in a healthy way yeah so then those conversations are never had between mm. guys basically yeah um so i guess it's just about normalizing the conversation more True. and i think it is getting better i think yeah. it is I, I do find that i open up to my male friends more really than i open up to my female friends a lot of my male friends do open up to me more than they open up to their to their guys right. i feel like it's just you see then again it could be down to the part of like oh yeah females are more nurturing they're meant to listen duh, duh, duh. so maybe they're more comfortable to like speak to a female because yeah they're meant to be understanding. They're, they're not meant to judge. Whereas the the man then be like, oh, come on, not you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, kind of like, oh, not again type of thing. So they kind of hide away from that. But I also do feel like um, with, in terms of like films, films, movies, mm. um, TV shows and music, you're seeing more of those scenarios where guys are opening up. So yeah. it kind of is kind of trying to normalize that it's nothing wrong with, you know, yeah. shedding a, a, a tear or two or like just saying, hey, I'm having a bad day. I feel like yeah, this, yeah. X, Y, Z, just expressing yourself. So um, mm. I do feel like that's, that's helping a lot. Um, but yeah. I think that's, so, yeah, really important. And if anything encourages men, something I'm 100% look, looking for in like a partner, yeah. a man, is for them to be, vulnerable yeah and i just don't think you could have like a sustainable relationship if it's one-sided like if mm -hmm. i feel like i don't think i could be fully vulnerable to a person that couldn't reciprocate it back yeah 100 so they've got to start that early get yeah. ready for my tears boys cry all yeah, day yeah. um yeah i just think that's an interesting mm. way to look at it but it's um definitely could be done more and also like sober i think we're we're more inclined to like you know kind it's of I think express it's like yourself a, yeah yeah you go bottle of wine a couple of beers yeah. and then you're sitting down and then you're just chit chatting away but then when the alcohol hits then all of a sudden you're just spilling 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 tea basically and the worst parts yeah. about them conversation is that it might feel you might feel better in the moment but the next day exactly like there's not that sense of comfort no. that there should be if you had that and exactly. you were so it's like you've you spilled what you had to spill Mm. no one's no one's cleared it up yeah you're going about your business the next day you're seeing oh shit what did i say yeah now you're then Have I overshared exactly now you're panicking like oh my god oh my god i should not done that yeah. and i feel like we need to hide away from one finding comfort in those type of scenarios where it's like because yeah. we're drunk then i can express my 
my feelings mm-hmm. but also we need to learn to just to be comfortable within ourselves and with other people yeah even if that's just one person that's yeah. a start you get yeah um but we've got a long way to go but it's getting better it is actually getting better it's just asking for help it's absolutely not easy no but like the mo, I say it all the time but like that whole concept of a, a problem share a problem shared is a problem halved yeah because the amount of times I've struggled in myself and I felt like I was alone I remember there was this one time in lockdown and yeah. I I was at the peak of my mental health illness and um i put like this video on my stories i've never done anything like it before but like it was a video of me like crying and i was just uh, to be fair it looked like i was crying about the pandemic but really it was just like a accumulation of things Mm. and it was just too much and i put this on my story and instantly i was like embarrassed i was like oh my god why the fuck did i do that that's so vulnerable but the amount of people that like replied to it and went like oh my god thank god you said it yeah like i like that's something i've been thinking in my head for so long and i've Mm. not been able to like even talk to the people around me closest about it yeah that's why even if you're doing it online having that other person reach out and go oh my god there's no one i can speak to like in real life but thanks for the putting out the branch yeah um yeah i think it's really important that we don't avoid the question are you okay mm-hmm. so i feel like um of course people ask well hey you're right yeah just be like, you know what no i'm not yeah just be just be comfortable to answer that question a lot of people just sugarcoat that question i feel like that question is the start of like understanding how you're feeling for yourself yeah and you never know that person could actually help you mm. they might say one little thing that can be like okay cool so true do you know what i mean although i'm a bad person for so that, that are you okay it's like i'm a, I'm about to spill i'm about really? to tell you my whole life story no but that's that's fine yeah because you never know at that moment in time that person might be going through something yeah. and they are you okay asking you is you basically opening up for them to be able to vent as oh, well 100%, so you never line. know exactly you yeah. never know so i feel like before that are you okay are you okay yeah i'm fine just put a face on like yeah i'm bubbly british are worse for it it's just like automatic response yeah yeah i'm fine thanks and then you go about your business oh yeah. no you're not fine you better go back to that person and be like you know what actually yeah. no i'm not mm. so it's i think learning to answer that question and not being afraid to definitely yes sp- yeah, yeah. and just do topic. things that get in touch with your feelings we're mm. we're so classic for pushing things down and just like me even the whole thing about sadness i don't yeah. really let myself into it and feel it because i'm like i don't want to get stuck there yeah like that i've got so much to do but sadness is actually isn't a bad emotion and mm. nothing's permanent you can have a bad you know bad moment or a bad day but it's yeah. not it's not gonna stick with you you'll be good if you just have a sad mm. little moment then you can carry on going it's so yeah. much healthier to like lean into your emotions than keep literally yeah but just tying yeah. it in the back burner because then once it gets heavy <laughs> please you, 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 you gotta <laughs> be crumble. on my knees praying yeah 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 i mean i've been given like a it's, it's called like an emergency toolkit okay and it's like those moments where you feel really triggered um kind of coming away from your like mental analytical i'm very analytical person so like as soon as something goes wrong my mind spirals Mm. if there was a top line thing of like say if someone took a photo of me an example of something that happened and i hated the way i looked that would then go into so many different things like oh my god this is how the world sees me i'm a fucking ugly pig um like i should change the way i look i'm never going to be deserving of love i am nothing like i'm just Mm -hmm. not desirable i'm not attracted like i could go on all day what is that? I think it's just like drilling or something. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I could go on all day like ruminating on those yeah. bad thoughts. But it's a lot to do with like, we actually forget we've got whole bodily bodily sensations. <laughs> yeah. And you can kind of do small things to take your, your mind away from, I don't know, going into that dark place by doing physical things. So like, for example... I mean, I say it, and when I th- my therapist told me for the first time, I was like, fuck off, you're talking absolute shit. <laughs> like, that's annoying that you yeah. suggested me doing that. Yeah. But it's things that, like, bring you comfort. So yeah. when you feel yourself start going into that, like, self-deprecating or self-hating, I am nothing thing, just, like, going, oh, I'm going to change, like, this motion, change my train of thought by mm. doing, like, going making a cup of tea, a different motion that's, like, stopping your brain in its tracks. Yeah. Or... I don't know whether it's calling a friend or doing something that brings you come basically as well like the whole thing of your inner child if you were tending to 
your your child self yeah. sat in front of you what would bring them comfort because a lot of mm. those feelings that i have now are kind of if you unpack it it does come from you know yeah. back then back then and i think just like what what would bring your inner child comfort right now mm-hmm. and it's like i'm gonna take myself for an ice cream i'm an adult i can mm. literally get up and do that and then it's also doing stuff very intentionally yeah. so like waking up early first thing don't go on your phone first thing mm-hmm. try and meditate mm-hmm. or just give yourself to, like small atomic habits that make you feel like you are looking after yourself and taking control of those bad thoughts because Mm. it's so easy to fall into the bad and oh my god i've been there yeah um but yeah and also just don't be scared to um let them out because i feel like the more that you resist them the more yeah the more they come and the other things in the emergency toolbox were like like scents that make you feel really calm okay or like some people might go out and do a run to exasperate energy mm. and i feel like we're we're so obsessed with this high paced life and like yeah. distracting and things like that but actually just slowing down and doing things like yoga or you know reading or going it's for a walk a is a lot yeah nap sleep sleep, sleep regenerates them thoughts yeah. like good night yeah good night <laughs> yeah yeah for sure or yeah. like listening to a podcast something that will that will take you out of that mindset where you feel like yeah it's just going to be bad forever it's yeah. just almost going oh my god stop for a second let's do something else oh mm. that feeling that i was just feeling five minutes ago yeah. actually didn't need to get that bad no. something that's going to break the thought pattern right? yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah i find that's the hardest part but as soon as you get over that and do something then yeah. you're mm. up and out of bed and you're like actually you know i'm feeling a lot better now yeah. because yeah. You've, you've interrupted that thought process yeah exactly right, shut that door open the next door yep that was something fun there yeah yeah, yeah. Although mine's gone, like, I've gone through weird phases where I've just, it takes you a while to figure out what's what's the right thing to stop yeah. the process because it can be unhealthy habits. Mm. But the more you invest in yourself. Mine was so unhealthy. Do you know um, the goo pots? <laughs> <laughs> say less, say less. Yeah, yeah. I've got so like literally I use that for little my, ramekins yeah, everywhere I around actually my house. use that as my little paint pots now. That's yeah. how bad it is. I've got that much at home because of that. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. What's all right? Have compassion for yourself. That's what she wanted at the time. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Feel like poo. Have a goo. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Obviously, I've been sat there sprawling all about (laughs) briefly going into my history with it. But would you say you're someone that suffers with mental health or anxiety? I feel like I now suffer with anxiety Mm. now just because... um, I'm a very bubbly person, as everybody you knows. Are. I am the life of the party, you know, yeah, I'm the clown in the room and I love it. But I do also feel like I can't have moments where I am allowed to be um, upset yeah. or quiet or just have some downtime because people expect so much of me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's 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 weird for me. It's kind of like, t- it took me a while to kind of learn that you're allowed to be quiet. Yeah. But then I feel like I'm the I'm the friend that people ask me, oh, I'm going through this, I'm, I'm the listener. That's nice. But when it's the other way around, when it's my moment and like, I'm going through this, right. I don't have those people to talk to. Yeah. Which is weird because I'm just like, I'm not always kind of trick myself and be like, you're not meant to feel like that. Just yeah. go back to the bubbly self. But what that does then is like, I'm there piling a lot yeah. of shenanigans behind me. And I feel like I've learned to have a great poker face. Okay. So I could be going through shit mm. and nobody will know. There. Yeah. And so I've, I've, yeah, it's, it's second nature to me now. That's true. I think Which a big, is really bad, but a, no, a big, I think a big aspect of mental yeah. health is identity. I feel that I feel mm. like with the sad things that have happened to me, I get really scared that because I've acted out in a certain way, people are going to view me as a, a sad girl. Yeah. Like fucking sad girl summer over there. Mm. Um, <laughs> that's just her whole thing. Yeah. And that's even hard. Like, in those moments where mm-hmm. you're, you're feeling shit and like, oh my God, this sadness is never yeah. going to end. That's the kind of thing that can stop you from wanting to help yourself yeah. to get better True. than just, you know, sitting in it and dwelling yeah. in it. Like, oh, well, that's just me now. Like, and it's weird now because at first I'd be the person that FOMO, I used to be like, no, I, I hate having yeah. FOMO. But now I'm just like, I'm, I've come to a point where it's like, no, I'm mm. not going to do what I used to do before so in terms yeah. of like always being on social media I barely post these days yeah so that's I think that's one thing where my friends are like are you hey Christy are, are you alive yeah I'm, I'm good just have a me time but are you sure like that's, that's not good. gonna see that's you know? no, I'm good I'm good so 
in terms of like posting i've stopped that completely not completely but i'm not as in tuned right. um i deleted twitter for a long while i right. think that was where my anxiety started because a right. lot of people are doing it's stuff. thoughts it's like thoughts. a fucking yeah. thought for a lot of people are doing stuff like they say for instance they're in better jobs or they're yeah. they're doing this and i'm just like what am i doing myself yeah and obviously because you're always constantly on that thing scrolling you're seeing loads of things that are happening so and you're thinking true. okay how why is this happening for them it's like and it's not happening for me so yeah. you're thinking like am i good enough yeah twitter and instagram are the worst that it's like being like massively telepathic like yeah. i've got the whole cast of inside out on yep. these fucking different platforms yeah on twitter i'm seeing everyone's thoughts yep on instagram i'm seeing what everyone's doing yeah what am i supposed to do all that and process my own yeah so i think it's trying to battle get rid of the the noise a little bit exactly and then i think what for me as well for instance i instead of using stuff like the twitters and the instagram snapchat for instance you see how snapchat you can kind of categorize your private story with your public story so what i've done to help myself is um where i can be vulnerable yeah will be my private story so all my closest friends where this I'm, is what a lot of well, people yeah, are doing where yeah. i'm happy enough to express sometimes i'm going through shit or guys i look like dog's dinner today this is what <laughs> happened to me <laughs> they can actually have access to that and i think for yeah. me that's my comfort space mm. whereas before it's like i've got all these public but places why don't you feel like you can be that on your public account the public christy is not can't be upset that's how i think wow yeah so i yeah, I'm do you still... think you'll ever move out of that mindset or no? No, I, I don't think I'm comfortable yet. I think yeah. it's the anxiety, hence why when going out as well, I don't like being around people that I don't know. Yeah, I get that, I, and I think especially on social media, yeah. like there's so many different eyes on you. The, you guess the only mm. people you want to know that you're feeling like that are the yeah. people closest to you. Exactly. So why would I just do it so someone could be nosy about the but way that the I'm feeling? But the weird thing about it is that when I started out, I, did, I had no worries at all. I was no. like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm this person. Da, 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 da. But then after a while, it's like you, you're tired of playing into that facade. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. You, it's, it's, uh, it's tiring. I'm, yeah. I'm tired now. I really just want to be me. Yeah. So I do feel like throughout the years, my anxiety has heightened it's heightened now then mm. then before before it'd be like yeah whatever yeah but now i'm just like yeah i'm just the calm cool and collected christy you are but there's nothing wrong with saying if you're having a bad day no, no i i am i'm you know i i'm getting there so <laughs> <laughs> she's on the edge oh, oh, yeah. getting there so but surely um it is a a work in progress but like mm. you said it's like just trying to find that outlet for yeah. one and i do feel like i'm being more acceptant to my emotions and how I do feel. Nice. And when my friends do hit up and be like, oh, what's going on? I, I am open to tell them. Yeah. Like, the question I ask you, are you, okay? of, yeah, are you okay? Yeah. I will tell you if I'm not okay. Yeah. I will let you know. <laughs> I will let you know. So, um, yeah, it's, I've come a long way. Yeah. I'm still going through it. But Have you, you know. ever suffered with like, obviously you don't feel anxiety generally. Yeah. Have you ever suffered with like panic attacks or any like physical um effects of anxiety even if you're not feeling up there um oh panic attacks for example the last couple of months i felt like i was on top of the world with my therapy i felt yeah. like oh my god i'm the best i've ever been but i've been having these like weird physical like heart palpitations sweating like all these like physical yeah. uh symptoms of just basically not being well like yeah. my body's on overdrive like adrenaline yeah. is just going through and through and i've been to the doctor i was like someone is physically wrong with me <laughs> yeah. oh, i'm not it's my thyroid yeah. and i'm there doing like the ecg tests and stuff and then it comes down to it they've done a whole check over it and they're like like this is in your head yeah and i think that is the scariest part is that you actually can feel like you're in control of it but mm. if you're getting to the point where you're going too fast or too much or bottling up yeah. or maybe you are talking about some things but like you're going too for life in other ways like yeah. works too much and then you don't have time for like self-care and yeah. slowing down yeah your yeah. body reacts a hun- oh, a your body knows before your brain does when my face your nervous system round, when my face is round, I know I'm swollen. Yeah, <laughs> I know I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah, even stuff like how important your nervous system is and like yeah. digesting foods. My IBS is flaring if I'm stressed. Um, yeah. and that was information I didn't need to share on the internet because it wasn't relevant to anything. So, you're welcome. Uh, Panic attacks, then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Poo again. 
This is the part of the podcast where we react to some brutal confessions from the World Wide Web. Yeah. Okay, Christy. Let's go. Arranged to meet a guy from Grinder in a local park. Mm. Found him in the dark at the agreed time and had a quick route. What? A quick Okay. As I got back to my car, a message arrived from the guy saying he was running 10 minutes late. I still have no idea who I fucked in the dark that night. Oops. Sorry, who uses the word root as a sexual... I I was thinking, I was like, what's going on here? I thought he was playing gardening. (laughs) (laughs) Just having a quick root of the weeds. Um, What? So, did she not want to say hi or ask? Gay. Oh, did he not want to, hey, like introduce (laughs) yourself? Maybe not. That's mad in the dark, in the park. That's dangerous. So who was that? Oh boy. Wow. Was it good though? And are you going to go back for round two with the, the person that you're actually meant to meet? Root your weeds. Boy. Rooters. Brutal meter. I wouldn't say it's brutal, but it's a bit like, whoa. Whoa. So I, I give it like a it's eight. Yeah. 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 Eight Oh me. my God, yeah. You don't know where they've come from. Exactly. That's scary. Hmm. Okay. Found 16K in a suitcase of my new home when replacing loft insulation. Owner came back and asked me if he could check the attic or if I'd found a suitcase. Mm. I told him I hadn't, but insulation company had gutted it. I even went and checked while he sat nervously in my new porch. Brutal. (laughs) That's amazing. 16k and you're just forgetting that's fucking sat up in your little loft that's the thing like if you're moving out you would know yeah i think that's one of the first things i would go and do get get me money yeah yeah go collect your get your cryptos (laughs) up in the loft (laughs) you know what i mean what what do you do oh my god that's would you would if you did it would you spend it would i spend it (gasps) i mean 16k is a lot of money that's fraud (laughs) 911 rogue detectors. Oh, what is your emergency? <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? Um, I mean, it's moral dilemma, isn't it? Uh, uh, I would just be scared. Like I, I, I was being like watched on a camera for Anton Dex Saturday Night Takeaway, <laughs> and they were seeing how much of a good person I am. And then it probably would be like, oh, there's 16k for charity in yeah. the suitcase upstairs. Let's see if Lauren does it. And there I am, already on fucking ASOS.com. <laughs> Buy up the Buy whole, up whole shop. <laughs> or everyone <laughs> wish list is in the basket checked out. So yeah. yeah. Brutal means <laughs> ten. Yes. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Bartender here. Probably most terrifying story I experienced was this woman who came into my bar years ago and had two shots at a drink and was really quiet for the first hour. Then she called me over and asked if I could call the police. Whoa. I said, What was the problem? She then told me she had just what stabbed and sliced the neck of a mugger in the alley and wanted to make sure he was dead first before she supported it reported note it. reported it did i not say that you said supported it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i support you okay she then told me she had just stabbed and sliced the neck of a mugger in the alley and wanted to make sure he was dead first before she reported it Note, police were called, mugger found dead, woman not arrested or charged. She denied ever telling me that she wanted to wait an hour before calling the police. Claimed that he had passed out in an alley and woke up and then came came into the bar in shock. So one drink and two shots is telling me that you're unusually calm about the scenario. So you've done it before. And (gasps) you you one drink and how many shots? Two, Christy. So two you, shots so you've nursed your drink because you're not taking you're not down in a drink so you've nursed your drink you're reminiscing of what you just did is she's probably replayed salt, in your head tequila lime do you know what i mean still sat there she's a serial killer correct brutal meter 10 yeah break the meter even say less honestly <laughs> scary <laughs> she, the last she didn't get she didn't even get arrested that's crazy okay why do I always get the toilet ones? <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend left the toilet without flushing. I accidentally saw and smelled her poop in the toilet. In the toilet, it was disgusting. Should I break up with her? Grow no, up. you freak! Everyone poos. Exactly. And why are you sniffing it? Why are you looking? Are you telling me you you scooped? It? No, that's disgusting. What's what? going on? Wait, did he say that? Said, My girlfriend left the toilet without flushing. I accidentally saw and smelled her poop in the toilet. He's how? Not, you just made up a whole detail that he's taken out of his bare hands. He's not, how are you <laughs> poop? In the air. 
True. He's not yeah, fucking playing. Why, why did he say fucking slime? Why, why did he say that it smelled? Just, I are you joking me? In the he said in the toilet, not in the air. In the toilet. So what are you pooing in the air then? How would you say that if you walked into a toilet? Oh mate, your poo is in the air. No, but it's the way he said he, and smelled her poop in the toilet. The poop's in the toilet, so he's probably just leant over. Come on, that's still disgusting. We're not. Yeah, that is revolting. Put your nozzle down the oh, brutal meter. Have some decorum, Honestly. Grace, Jane. Twenty, please. You're breaking the brutal meter for me. Really? That's disgusting. Why that's brutal. That he's going to split up with her. Yeah, I don't think you should. Maybe tell yeah. her that that's what you did and maybe she'll break up with you for doing that weird Correct, shenan. correct. You're obsessed with my poop. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> when okay. I was 20, I met the perfect man. Handsome, kind, funny, intelligent, generous. Invited him to my 21st birthday. He met my sister. They've been together for 15 years and have three kids. Being the maid of honour was the hardest day of my life. Bomba. Clart. <laughs> Oh my life. What's this with people getting with people in people's families? Bro. There's 7 billion people in the world and I learnt that number from a Justin Bieber song and you're still getting with my... You met him at 20, came to your birthday at 21, met your sister at your birthday and now has three kids with your sister. In a year? They've been together for 15 years. So since her 21st, they've been together for 15 years. Well... So sorry, sorry. Put sis. that in your pipe and smoke it. <sighs> Brutal meter. Ten. Ten, yeah. That hurts, boy. Yeah. All right, let's do one more. I once got my annual salary paid in one month. No one contacted me from our wages department. I emailed them a few days later, but put a comma rather than a dot in the address so it would fail to send. <laughs> what a guy. And so I'd have proof I'd told them. That was eight years ago. No one's ever contacted me. Well, the company's not down the pan because they've just given away fucking 20 grand in one sitting. Yeah. Whoa. That's actually quite smart putting a comma before. <laughs> rather than that a is quite smart. Wow. Brutal me are five? Five. Yeah. Cool. So this is the part of the show where you spill the tea and we try not to. Are you ready, Lauren? Yes, please, Christine. Let's go. Let's spill it, baby. Grey tracky, grey tracky. <laughs> okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. I just found out I've been dating my dad for almost four months. So I've never met my dad. He ran... Sorry. I've never met my dad. He ran out on my mum when he found out she was pregnant with me. There are no pictures of him anywhere and my mum hates talking about him. All I know is that he was emotionally abusive to her and a real asshole. I, 25 male, have always had a thing for older men. Cool is a fetish or daddy issues, but I only date or sleep with men aged 40 and upwards. My family don't know this or that I'm gay for that matter. It wouldn't be an issue. They've just never asked and we don't talk about personal things like that. About six, mu- about six months ago, I met David at a club. We hit it off straight away. He's in great shape for his age, really attractive and charming. He left for two weeks on a work trip a few days after we'd met, but we messaged constantly and I really liked him. We went on a date when we got back and have been dating ever since. He has a lot of money and I'm basically his sugar baby, but that's not the reason why I was attracted to him. Definitely a plus though. I didn't tell anyone we were dating apart from my two best friends. He also never met any of my friends or family and I never met his. This changed last night. We were at a restaurant when out of the corner of my eye, I spotted my mum. She had not seen us yet, but David noticed me looking at her. I'll forever remember the way his face changed when he saw her. His expression went from causal. His expression went from causal to this casual, blank. Casual. Spelling <laughs> 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 mistake. His expression went from casual to this blank, panicked look. I obviously noticed and got a really bad feeling, so I asked him what was wrong, and he just got up and excused himself. I kept asking where he was going and grabbed him so he couldn't leave. At this point, I was really confused and suspicious, but I would never have guessed what would happen next. At some point, whilst he was getting up, my mum must have spotted us because the next thing I know, she's standing next to our table asking me what was going on. I couldn't really pinpoint her facial expression because it looked like she was horrified, but I obviously didn't know why. By this point, David was visibly uncomfortable and looked like he wanted to die. He was literally sweating. I was about to explain what was going on when my mum said, when my mum said, 
why would you go behind my back like this? I was so confused, but thought she was angry because she didn't know I was gay. I was annoyed, so I casually told her, uh, so I casually told her I was just on a date with my boyfriend and tried to grab David's hand, but he jumped up and ran away. My <laughs> mum looked like she was frozen in place. Her expression made my skin crawl. She told me to get up and go with her. I quickly paid for our drinks and appetizers and left with mum. We sat in her car in silence for 10 minutes. I was texting David asking why he ran away, but he didn't reply. When my mum finally spoke, she asked me who I thought David was and I explained to her how we'd met and how much I loved him. Eventually, she told me who he was, my real dad. I cried like I've never cried before. I wanted to puke. It's been two days now and we haven't spoken about it since. Oh my God. What an extended storyline, mate. Horrible. No, but he's a pussy because why not dare then do like, I think I'm your dad, bro? <laughs> Did he not fucking look at him and then see himself right back up? Brother. He. Yo. Why are you running away? What? Daddy? Yeah, daddy. Why are you running away? <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Stay with your chest. <gasps> That's so fucked up. I cannot even imagine... Whoa. So don't be, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't want to have the same surname. Probably not. Might take a mum's. Yeah, but then shouldn't he know mum's surname? They've never spoken about him or anything. That's fucking Me. crazy. My ex thinks I broke up with him because I didn't want a relationship. The truth is we did 69 with him on top and he had a dingleberry hanging from his crack. <laughs> What's that? I couldn't look at him the same way again. Uh, a dingleberry is like a piece of shit attached to the hair. We, there's another word for that. A win it. A what? Win it. A win it. Win it. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can go through. Win it. Wow, that's disgusting. I mean, you can't judge everyone. <laughs> no, you can't. okay we lost dad to prostate cancer last year that's not funny (laughs) (laughs) i'm so sorry prison that's not funny that's not no that's not it's because I read ahead and I can see what's coming. Right. Yeah. Good. That's going to be a good show, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Oh, come on. Let me have a cap napkin. Cap. Oh, God. Okay. So as I was saying. <laughs> Stop! I can't because you're like laughing as well. I just spilled even the tea on my fucking lap. Oh, fuck's sake! Oh, (laughs) so we lost dad to prostate cancer last year. My sister read that it can be caused by not ejaculating regularly. Now mum and sis ask me openly, have you tossed yourself off today? I'm 32, single, and live at home. Help me. Mm. It wasn't that funny. No, wow. I was in H&M changing room, trying on loads of clothes, when the (laughs) sensation to piss suddenly hit me. It was so instant that my body just decided to do it, and I had no control. Mm -mm. There was nothing around me apart from piles of clothes, and I was naked. (laughs) So I had no time to figure something out. So I just pissed all over about a thousand pounds worth of clothes. Worst of all, my own clothes got pissed on too. I decided to put my pissy clothes on the floor and put my hand on the door lever ready to pounce out of there like a cat and run for the door. But just as I do, the shop assistant starts knocking and asking if I need help because she heard something spill. I accidentally shoved her out of the way during my mad rush to the door when I hear, what the fuck, there's piss everywhere, stop him. (laughs) I hid behind a bin for half an hour <laughs> trying to figure my life out. He let the impulsive thoughts win. That's so funny. I get them feeling sometimes. Not pissing on that. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Cool. And that was it. 
Oh my god, the last. The last. See. Ha ha ha. Okay, so that was it for today's show. Fun. If you like this episode, make sure you tune in next week. But also, Lauren, do you want to spill the tea? Yeah, I'm not going to be here, basically. <laughs> I'm off. I'm off on my travels yes. for a couple of months, but you're left in good hands. Yep. Uh, Christy will be left alone with her thoughts, <laughs> um, <laughs> spilling all the teas. Spilling all the teas. And if you have any, make sure to send them to tf4 at junglecreations dot com. But I'll miss you, and I will miss tf4. It's yep. been it's been a fun ride, and I'll be back, and it'll be better than ever. She ain't going nowhere. She's still here. I'll be back. We'll put a picture up I'll for her. So yeah, so make sure you guys stay tuned, like, comment, subscribe, and share, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.